Greetings to you. I'm a text-to-speech robot that reads out random Wikipedia articles to hopefully make you bored. Today, I will be reading the Wikipedia article, Wallace Beery. You can find this page and the authors in the show notes or at en.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Wallace underscore Beery. You ready? I am Wallace Fitzgerald Beery, April 1, 1885 to April 15, 1949, was an American film and stage actor. He is best known for his portrayal of Bill in Min and Bill, 1930, opposite Marie Dressler, as general director praising in Grand Hotel, 1932 as Long John Silver in Treasure Island, 1934, as Pancho Villa, in Viva Villa, 1934, and his titular role in The Champ, 1931, for which he won the Academy Award for Best Actor. Beery appeared in some 250 films during a 36-year career. His contract with Metro Goldwyn Mayer stipulated in 1932 that he would be paid $1 more than any other contract player at the studio. This made Beery the highest paid film actor in the world during the early 1930s. He was the brother of actor Noah Beery and uncle of actor Noah Beery Jr. For his contributions to the film industry, Beery was posthumously inducted into the Hollywood Walk of Fame with a motion pictures star. In 1960, his star is located at 7001 Hollywood Boulevard. Early life Beery was born the youngest of three boys in 1885 in Clay County, Missouri, near Smithville. The Beery family left the farm in the 1890s and moved to nearby Kansas City, Missouri, where the father was a police officer. Beery attended the Chase School in Kansas City and took piano lessons as well, but showed little love for academic matters. He ran away from home twice, the first time returning after a short time quitting school and working in the Kansas City train yards as an engine wiper. Beery ran away from home a second time at age 16, and joined the Ringling Brothers Circus as an assistant elephant trainer. He left two years later, after being clawed by a leopard. Career Early Career Wallace Beery joined his older brother Noah in New York City in 1904, finding work in comic opera as a baritone and began to appear on Broadway as well as summer stock theater. He appeared in The Bell of the West in 1905. His most notable early role came in 1907 when he starred in The Yankee Tourist to Good Reviews. Comedy film star, SNA Studios in 1913, 
he moved to Chicago to work for SNA Studios. His first movie was likely a comedy short, His Athletic Wife, 1913. Beery was then cast as Swedie, a Swedish made character he played in drag in a series of short comedy. Films from 1914 to 1916. Swedie Learns to Swim, 1914, co-starred Ben Turpin. Swedie Goes to College, 1915, starred Gloria Swanson, whom Beery married the following year. Other Beery films, mostly shorts, from this period included In and Out, 1914, The Ups and Downs, 1914, Cheering a Husband, 1914, Madam Double X, 1914, Ain't It the Truth, 1915, Two Hearts That Beat Is Ten, 1915, and The Fable of the Roistering Blades, 1915. The Slim Princess, 1915, with Francis X Bushman, was one of the earliest feature-length films. Beery also did The Broken Pledge, 1915, and A Dash of Courage. 1916, both with Swanson. Beery was a German soldier in The Little American, 1917, with Mary Pickford, directed by Cecil B. DeMille. He did some comedies for Max Sennett, Maggie's First False Step. 1917, and Teddy at the Throttle, 1917 but he would gradually leave that genre and specialize in portrayals of villains prior to becoming a major leading man during the sound era. Villainous. Roles in 1917 Beery portrayed Pancho Villa in Patria at a time when Villa was still active in Mexico. Beery reprised the role 17 years later in Viva Villa. Beery was a villainous German in The Unpardonable Sin, 1919, with Blanche Sweet. For Paramount he did The Love Burglar, 1919, with Wallace Reed. Victory, 1919, with Jack Holt. Behind the Door, 1919, as another villainous German, and The Lifeline. 1919, with Holt. Beery was the villain in five major releases in 1920-813, The Virgin of Stamble for director Todd Browning, The Mollycoddle with Douglas Fairbanks in which Fairbanks and Beery fist fought as they tumbled down a steep mountain. See the photograph in the gallery below and in the non-comedic western The Roundup starring Roscoe Arbuckle as an obese cowboy in a well. Received serious film with the tagline, Nobody Loves a Fat Man. Beery continued his villainy cycle that year with The Last of the Mohicans, playing Magua. Beery had a supporting part in the four.
Horsemen of the Apocalypse, 1920, with Rudolf Valentino. He was a villainous Tong leader in A Tale of Two Worlds, 1921, and was the bad guy again in Sleeping Acres, 1922, Wild Honey, 1922, and I Am. The Law, 1922, which also featured his brother Noah Beery Sr. Historical films Beery had a large then rare heroic part as King Richard I, Richard the Lionhearted, in Robin Hood, 1922. Starring Douglas Fairbanks as Robin Hood. The lavish movie was a huge success and spawned a sequel the following year starring Beery in the title role of Richard the Lionhearted. Beery had an important unbilled cameo as the Ape Man in A Blind Bargain, 1922, starring Lon Chaney. Beery is seen crouching in full ape man makeup, in the background of some of the movie's posters, and a supporting role in The Flame of Life, 1923. He played another historical king, King Philip IV of Spain in The Spanish Dancer, 1923, with Pola Negri. Beery starred in an action melodrama, Storm Swept. 1923, for FBO Films alongside his elder brother, Noah Beery Sr. The tagline on the movie's posters was, Wallace and Noah Beery, the two greatest character actors on the American screen. Beery, played his third royal, the Duke de Tours, in Ashes of Vengeance, 1923 with Norma Talmadge, then did Drifting, 1923, with Priscilla Dean for director Browning. Beery had the titular role in Barvu, 1923, about Bolsheviks and the Russian Revolution. He co-starred with Buster Keaton in the comedy Three Ages, 1923, the first feature Keaton wrote, produced, directed and starred in. Beery was a villain. In The Eternal Struggle, 1923, a Mountie drama, produced by Louis B. Mayer, who would eventually become crucial to Beery's career. He was reunited with Dean and Browning in White Tiger, 1923, then played the title role in the aforementioned Richard the Lionhearted, 1923, a sequel to Robin Hood based on Sir Walter Scott's The Talisman. Beery was in The Drums of Jeopardy, 1923, and had a supporting role in The Sea Hawk, 1924, for director Frank Lloyd. He also appeared in a supporting role for Clarence Brown's The Signal Tower, 1925, starring Virginia Valley and Rockcliffe Fellows. Paramount Beery signed a contract with Paramount Pictures. He had a support role in Adventure, 1925, directed by Victor Fleming. At First National, 
he was given the star role of Professor Challenger in Arthur Conan Doyle's dinosaur epic The Lost World, 1925, arguably his silent performance most frequently screened in the modern era. Beery was top billed in Paramount's The Devil's Cargo, 1925, for Victor Fleming, and supported in The Nightclub, 1925, The Pony Express, 1925, for James Cruz, and The Wanderer, 1925, for Raoul Walsh. Beery starred in a comedy with Raymond Hatton. Behind the Front, 1926, and he was a villain in Volcano. 1926. He was a bossin in Old Ironsides, 1926, for director James Cruz, with Charles Farrell in the romantic lead. Beery had the title role. In the baseball movie Casey at the Bat, 1927. He was reunited with Hatton in Fireman, Save My Child, 1927, and Now We're in the Air, 1927. The latter also featured Louise Brooks who was Beery's co-star in Beggars of Life, 1928, directed by William Wellman, which was Paramount's first part talkie movie. There was a fourth comedy with Hatton, Wife Savers, 1929, then Beery starred in Chinatown. Nights, 1929, for Wellman, produced by a young David O. Selznick. This film was shot silent with the voices dubbed in by the actors afterward, which worked spectacularly well with Beery's resonant voice. Although the technique was not used again during the silent era for another full-length feature. Beery then played in Stairs of Sand, 1929, a western also starring Jean Arthur, who would play the leading lady in the western film Shane 24 years later, before being fired by Paramount. MGM Irving Thalberg signed Beery to Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer as a character actor. The association began well when Beery played the savage convict, Butch, a role originally intended for Lon Chaney, who died that same year, in the highly successful 1930 prison film The Big House. Directed by George W. Hill, Beery was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor. Beery's second film for MGM was also a huge success, Billy the Kid, 1930, an early widescreen picture in which he played Pat Garrett. He supported John Gilbert in Way for a Sailor, 1930 and Grace Moore in A Lady's Morals, 1930, portraying P.T. Barnum in the latter. Stardom Beery was well established. As a leading man and top-rank character actor, 
the picture that really made him one of the cinema's foremost stars was Min and Bill, 1930, opposite Marie Dressler and directed by George W. Hill. Oh. Sensational success. Beery made a third film with Hill, The Secret Six, 1931, a gangster movie with Gene Harlow and Clark Gable in key supporting roles. The picture was popular but was surpassed at the box office by The Champ, which Beery made with Jackie Cooper for director King Vador. The film, especially written for Beery, was another box office sensation. Beery shared the Best Actor Oscar with Frederick March, though March received one vote more than Beery. Academy rules at the time, since rescinded, defined results within one vote of each other as ties. An alternate account has MGM head Louis B. Mayer storming backstage at the Oscars and demanding that March and Beery share that year's Academy Award for Best Actor since the vote was so close. Beery's career went from strength to Strength. Hell Divers, 1932, a naval airplane epic also starring a young Clark Gable build under Beery, was a big hit. Sir Two was the All-Star Grand Hotel, 1932, in which Beery was billed fourth. Under Greta Garbo, John Barrymore, and Joan Crawford, one of the very few times he would not be top-billed for the rest of his career. In 1932 his contract with MGM stipulated that he be paid a dollar. More than any other contract player at the studio, making him the world's highest paid actor. Beery was a German wrestler in Flesh, 1932 a hit directed by John Ford but Ford removed his directorial credit before the film opened, so the picture screened with no director listed despite being labeled a John Ford production in the opening title card. Next Beery was in another all-star ensemble, Blockbuster, Dinner at Eight, 1933 with Jean Harlow holding her own as Beery's comically bickering wife. This time Beery was billed third, under Marie Dressler and John Barrymore. Beery was loaned, out to the new 20th century pictures for the boisterously fast-paced comedy, drama The Bowery, 1933, also starring George Raft, Jackie Cooper and Faye Ray, and featuring Pert Kelton, under the direction of Raoul Walsh. The picture was a smash hit. Back at MGM he played the title role of Pancho Villa in Viva Villa. 1933, and was reunited with Dressler in Tugboat Annie, 1933, a massive hit. He was Long John Silver in Treasure Island, 1934, 
described as a box office disappointment, despite being MGM's third largest hit of the season, and remains currently viewed as featuring one of Beery's iconic performances. Beery returned to 20th Century Productions for The Mighty Barnum, 1934, in which he played P.T. Barnum again. Back at MGM he was a kindly sergeant in West Point of The Air, 1935, and was in an all-star spectacular, China Seas, 1935, this time billed beneath Clark Gable. O'Shaughnessy's Boy, 1935, reunited Beery and Jackie Cooper. He had the lead as the drunken uncle in MGM's adaptation of R. Wilderness, 1936, and went back to 20th Century, now 20th Century Fox, for a message to Garcia, 1936. At MGM he was in Old Hutch, 1936, and The Good Old Soak, 1937. Then he was back at Fox for Slave Ship, 1937, taking second billing under Warner Baxter, a rarity for Beery after Min and Bill catapulted his career into the stratosphere in 1931, during which he received top billing in all but six films, Min and Bill, Grand Hotel, Tugboat Annie, Dinner at Eight, China Seas with Gable and Harlow, and Slave Ship. Decline the status of Beery's. Films went into a decline. After an abrupt European vacation, Beery was in The Bad Man of Brimstone, 1938, with Dennis O'Keefe, and Noah Beery Sr. in a cameo role as a bartender, Port of Seven Seas. 1938, with Maureen O'Sullivan, Stablemates, 1938, with Mickey Rooney, Stand Up and Fight, 1939, with Robert Taylor, Sergeant Madden, 1939, with Tom Brown, Thunder Afloat, 1939, with Chester Morris. The Man from Dakota, 1940 with Dolores Del Rio, and Twenty Mule Team, 1940, with Marjorie Rambo, Anne Baxter and Noah Beery Jr., enjoying top billing in all of them. Wyoming, 1940, teamed Beery with Marjorie Maine, after The Bad Man, 1941 which also stars Lionel Barrymore and future President of the United States Ronald Reagan, and was the remake of a Walter Houston picture, MGM Reunited Beery. And Maine in Barnacle Bill, 1941, The Bugle Sounds, 1941, and Jackass Mail, 1942. Beery did a war film, a Technicolor comedy titled Salute to the Marines, 1943, then was back with Maine in Rationing. 1944, Barbary Coast Gent, 1944, 
a broad western comedy in which Beery played a bombastic con man, teamed him with Binny Barnes. He did another war film, This Man's Navy, 1945, then made another. Western with Maine, Bad Bascom, 1946, a huge hit, helped by Margaret O'Brien's casting. The Mighty McGurk, 1947, put Beery with another child star of the studio, Dean Stockwell. Alias a Gentleman, 1947, was the first of Beery's movies to lose money during the sound era. Beery received top billing for the smash hit A Date with Judy, 1949, a hugely popular musical featuring Elizabeth Taylor. Beery's last film, again featuring Maine, Big Jack, 1949, also lost money according to Mannix's reckoning. Beery died of a heart attack three days after the picture's release. Personal life. First marriage on March 27, 1916. At the age of 30, Beery married 17-year-old actress Gloria Swanson in Los Angeles. The two had co-starred in Swedie Goes to College. Although Beery had enjoyed popularity with his Swedie shorts, his career had taken a dip, and during the marriage to Swanson, he relied on her as a breadwinner. According to Swanson's autobiography, Beery raped her on their wedding night, and later tricked her into swallowing an abortifacient when she was pregnant, which caused her to lose their child. Swanson filed for divorce in 1917 and it was finalized in 1918. Second marriage and adoption On August 4, 1924, Beery married actress Rita Gilman, née Mary Areta Gilman, 1898–1986, in Los Angeles. The couple adopted Carol Ann Priester, 1930–2013. Daughter of Rita Beery's mother's half-sister, Juanita Priester, née Kaplinger, 1899–1931, and her husband, Erwin William Priester, 1897–1969. After 14 years of marriage, Rita filed for divorce on May 1, 1939, in Carson City, Ormsby County, Nevada. Within 20 minutes of filing, she won the decree. Rita remarried 15 days later, on May 16, 1939, to Jesson Albert D. Foyt, 1907-1945, filing her marriage license with the same county clerk in Carson City. Alleged fatal altercation in December 1937, comedic actor and Three Stooges founder Ted Healy was involved in a drunken Altercation at Café Trocadero on the Sunset Strip. E. J. Fleming, 
In his 2005 book, The Fixes, Eddie Mannix, Howard Strickling and the MGM Publicity Machine, asserts that Healy was attacked by three men. Future James Bond producer Albert, Cubby, Broccoli local mob figure Pat Dichico, who was Broccoli's cousin as well as the former husband of Thelma Todd and the future husband of Gloria. Vanderbilt, Wallace Beery Fleming writes that this beating led to Healy's death a few days later. Second adoption around December 1939, Beery, recently divorced, adopted a seven-month-old girl, Phyllis Ann Beery. Phyllis appeared in MGM publicity photos when adopted, but was never mentioned again. Beery told the press he had taken the girl in from a single mother, recently divorced. But he had filed no official adoption papers. Working relationship with Piers Beery was considered misanthropic and difficult to work with by many of his colleagues. Robert Young described Beery as a shitty person. On set he'd often never bother to learn his lines and instead choose to take from other actors' characters and then resent it when his theft was pointed out. When prompting for another actor's close-up, Beery would read the wrong lines, making it harder for his co-stars to meet their marks. Beery was loathed by everybody, and happily oblivious, Mickey Rooney was one of Beery's few co-stars to consistently speak highly of him in subsequent decades. In his memoir, Rooney described Beery as a lovable, shambling kind of guy who never seemed to know that his shirt tail belonged inside his pants, but always knew when a little kid actor needed a smile and a wink or a word of encouragement. He did concede that not everyone loved Beery as much as I did. Rooney noted that Howard Strickling, MGM's head of publicity, once went to Louis B. Mayer to complain that Beery was stealing props from the studio's sets. And that wasn't all, Rooney continued. He went on for some minutes about the trouble that Beery was always causing him. Mayer sighed and said, Yes, Howard, Beery's a son of a bitch. But he's our son of a bitch. Strickling got the point. A family has to be tolerant of its black sheep. Particularly if they brought a lot of money into the family fold. Which Beery certainly did. Child actors, in particular, recalled unpleasant. Encounters with Beery. Jackie Cooper. Who made several films with him early in his career called him a big disappointment. Cooper accused Beery of upstaging and other attempts to undermine his performances out of what Cooper presumed was jealousy. 
he recalled impulsively throwing his arms around Beery after one especially heartfelt scene, only to be gruffly pushed away. Child actress. Margaret O'Brien claimed that she had to be protected by crew members from Beery's insistence on constantly pinching her. On another occasion, after having invited 12-year-old actor Daryl Hickman to lunch, Beery responded to Daryl's thanks with, OK, kid, you owe me 75 cents. Beery also refused to leave tips at the MGM commissary because he explained tips are for special service, and since he was a movie star, he already got special service and therefore leaving a tip would be a waste of money. Beery only met his match with co-star Marie Dressler. Having come up the hard and long way to her stardom, Dressler refused to take nonsense from this baboon. She responded to one of Beery's insults by saying she'd serve his head on a platter to MGM chief Louis B. Mayer. Although everyone expected Beery to explode, instead, he cowed and acted like a little boy being very careful that mommy didn't catch him with his hand in the cookie jar, future author Ray Bradbury recalled meeting. Beery as a young boy on a Hollywood street and that his autograph request resulted in Beery cursing and spitting on him. Hobbies Beery owned and flew his own planes, one a Howard DGA-11. On April 15, 1933, he was commissioned a lieutenant commander in the United States Navy Reserve at NRAB Long Beach. One of his proudest achievements was catching the largest giant black sea bass in the world, 515 pounds, 234 kilograms, off Santa Catalina Island in 1916 a record that stood for 35 years. Activism against national park lands A noteworthy episode in Beery's life is chronicled in the fifth episode of Ken Burns' documentary The National Parks, America's Best Idea. In 1943, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed an executive order creating Jackson Hole National Monument to protect the land adjoining the Grand Tetons in Wyoming. Local ranchers, outraged at the loss of grazing lands, compared FDR's action to Hitler's taking of Austria. Led by an aging Beery, they protested by herding 500 cattle across the monument lands without a permit. Paternity suit on February 13, 1948, Gloria Shum, a.k.a. Gloria Smith Beery, nay Florence W. Smith, 1916-1989. Filed a paternity suit against Beery. Beery, through his lawyer, Norman Ronald Tyre, 1910-2002, to 
initially offered $6,000 as a settlement, but denied being the father. Gloria had given birth on February 7, 1948, to Johann Richard Wallace Shum. Gloria, in 1944, divorced Stuttgart-born Hollywood actor Hans Shum, nay Johann Joseph Eugen Shum, 1896–1990, but remarried him August 21, 1947. After realizing that she was pregnant. Prior to remarrying Hans Shum, Gloria, on August 4, 1947, met with Beery at his home, where he gave her the name and address of a physician to submit in examination. At or around that time, she also asked Beery to marry her to legitimize the expected child, her words, which Beery refused. According to newspapers, Gloria claimed to have been intimate with Wallace Beery on or about May 1, 1947, at his home in Beverly Hills, in the court proceedings, however, she claimed to have been intimate with Beery on May 17, 1947. Beery conceded that he had known Gloria for about 15 years and that, under the pseudonym, Gloria Whitney, she had played bit roles in six films that he starred in. She again separated from Hans Shum April 15, 1948. Politics Beery supported Thomas Dewey in the 1944 United States presidential election. Death estate, and continuing paternity suit Beery died of a heart attack on April 15, 1949, 14 months, one week, and one day after Johann Shum's birth, while the suit was pending. Beery had been reading a newspaper at his Beverly Hills home when he collapsed. His body was interred at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. The inscription on his grave reads, No man is indispensable but some are irreplaceable. Beery died intestate. In the paternity suit, Gloria. Shum's attorneys demanded $104,135 against Beery's $2,220,000 estate. In February 1952, Judge Newcomb Condy approved a $26,750 settlement from the estate. Gloria Shum accepted the settlement and Beery's paternity of Johann Shum was not acknowledged. When Mickey Rooney's father died less than a year later, Rooney arranged to have him buried next to his old friend. I thought it was fitting that these two comedians should rest in peace, side by side, he wrote. Enduring case law the paternity suit, and subsequent suits, including appeals, extended through about 1952.
and were internationally publicized, particularly in gossip columns and tabloids. The litigation has endured as case law with, among other things, treatises addressing the rights of illegitimate offspring against legitimate heirs in races for inheritance. The upshot was that Shum's paternity suit against Beery's estate put would be half-siblings and other would-be family legatees, including a would-be uncle, Noah Beery Sr., in the position as de facto defendants. Phyllis Ann Riley was not named in Beery's will. Part of plaintiff's claim, initially, hinged on whether an oral agreement was binding. Gloria had claimed that Beery, while alive, agreed to provide for the child. However, on November 17, 1949, Judge William B. McKesson, 1895-1967, threw out Gloria's claim. The judge reasoned that any oral agreement between the two, specifically any that was intended to provide for maintenance and care of a minor, was not binding because the amount allegedly agreed upon was in excess of $500, which must be made in writing. Another matter in the case hinged on a peppercorn rule. That is, in order for any agreement, oral or written, between Wallace and Gloria to be binding. There must be consideration. The court, initially, found that Beery agreed to an oral contract where Gloria would I include the name Wallace in the child's name if a male, or Wally if a female. And E refrain from filing a paternity suit that both agreed would damage Beery's social and professional standing as a prominent motion picture star. Generally, under California state law at the time, a father who neither marries the mother nor acknowledges paternity does not have a right to name the child. That right belongs to the mother. In exchange for Gloria's promise to name the child, Wallace, or, Wally, the promise representing a form of consideration, Wallace Beery agreed to arrange for the payment of $100 per week to the child, as a third-party beneficiary under the contract, plus a lump sum of $25,000 to the child when he or she attained age 21, in addition to the customary obligation to pay for the maintenance, support and education according to the station in life and standard of living of Wallace Beery. Legacy for his contributions to the film industry, Wallace Beery posthumously received a motion pictures star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1960. His star is located at 7001 Hollywood Boulevard. Beery is mentioned in the film Barton Fink, in which the lead character has been hired to write a wrestling screenplay to star Beery, 
in the 1971 comedy. The projectionist actor and comedian Chuck McCann impersonates Beery quoting a line from Min and Bill. Selected Filmography Box Office Ranking Awards and Nominations Academy Awards Venice Film Festival List of Actors with Academy Award Nominations That's it for this article. Again, you can read this article at en.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Wallace underscore Beery. That's all from me. Thanks for listening and goodbye.